Looking to recharge your prayer life this year? Jesus Listens is a new 365-day prayer devotional from Sarah Young. Available now at JesusCalling.com slash Jesus Listens. But I thank God for, you know, Him living in me and giving me the opportunity to represent Him. And my thing is always to represent Him well. I just want Him to be proud of me. Welcome to the Jesus Calling Podcast. We humans are, by design, creators. We build, we write, we cook, we adapt, we learn. Hardship tends to bring out the best in our creative abilities. The first book of Hebrew describes in poetic brilliance the story of God creating order out of supreme chaos, bringing light out of darkness and life from lifeless spaces. We praise our Creator in no greater way than when we take what is before us in our skills, our desires, and our time to create beautiful things where there was nothing. Today's guests found that difficult times and their unique life stages gave fertile soil for their creative ideas. The husband-wife team of David and Tamala Mann turned to their music and comedy sketches to bring joy and hope. Singer Laura Story turned to writing and penned a book about courage, not being the absence of fear, but the strength to take another step. Let's start with David and Tamala Mann's story. Hi, my name is Tamara Mann. I am a artist, singer, actress, mother, uh, wife, grandmother, songwriter. Oh my goodness, uh, uh, entrepreneur. I have just you know started my own clothing line. But most and foremost, I am a true believer, and I'm a child of the King. I'm David Mann. I am a first. I'm a believer, I'm a husband, I'm a father, grandfather, I'm a comedian, actor, entrepreneur, author, label owner, a little bit of everything, but I'm just a good guy. We're just servers. My faith has always played, I remember from a little boy just being in church with my grandfather and, and my mom you didn't have a choice. In my mom's house, you got up and you went to church. And that built a foundation in me that even today is, is part of our house. So that played a big part in my faith is having them to give me that foundation. Growing up in the church have really, you know, I start singing at eight years old. Well, after going to rehearsals with my older siblings doing choir rehearsal, I kind of found myself standing on the side of the choir stand on the floor. They would be up, you know, in the stand and I'll be singing along. And I really kind of fell in love with it. And the musician heard me singing and learning the parts. So he kind of encouraged me and I started singing with the youth choir, even though then when I was singing, it was called the Sunshine Band for the kids. But then I started singing along with them in rehearsal. By the time I was 12, I was in the senior choir. And I think I really found my place. It's like something that I loved and I kind of realized at 12 that this is something that I could do. But at first, you know, they had some older singers and a couple of them got married and they moved and went off to churches with them. So I think, you know, brought me into the Living Lights. And then I started singing with this other group. I background sing with Willie Stewart. Then I background sang with James Moore. And then every time Maddie Mouse Clark and Twinkie Clark would come to town. I would always go 
and be a part. Our, our director would always include me and take me to be a part of the workshop. I mean, singing has been my life. It, it's been my world. It's been my savior. I thank God that church was free. And <laughs> going, to to I go didn't home. have to pay to go. Now, no and, cover and, charge. No, but I thank God for, you know, him living in me and giving me the opportunity to represent him. And my thing is always to represent him well. And I want to make my heavenly father, I want to please, I, I want to be pleasing into his sight. I want to, I just want him to be proud of me. Okay, some of the highs and lows of my career. One is just having the faith to step out and let this be what I want to do. Because you know, in our entertainment business, you can be here today mm -hmm. and tomorrow you can, you can be eating caviar and you can be down to beanie weenies. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, so that's what comes along with the territory. And you know, what I love about this is being able to go out on stage and the gift that God has given me to be able to spread joy. What I, I always tell the audience when I'm doing my stand-up comedy is, at the door, I want you to leave all the problems, the worries, and everything that you're dealing with and have dealt with. And for here, just come and let the laughter that I give you be the medicine. I used to always think like, you know, when you think the anointing is on somebody, you think, okay, it's just on the preachers and the singers and the teachers. And so I always thought my gift had no anointing. And then I just, the Lord just stopped me one day and said, what I gave you is anointed. You're anointed to do what I gave you. And you're anointed to make people laugh. You know, the way I like to use my platform, there's certain things that I will and, and won't do because I want my light to be a reflection of who he is in my life. Mm -hmm. And you know, there's certain roles that I know that I could have gotten paid some good money, but I want to make sure that when I'm on that set, I don't have to go on the set screaming, Jesus, 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 Jesus. They'll see by my actions and they'll see not just by my actions, but by my consistent actions. Now, because sometimes I'm going to mess up just because of the nature of who I am, mm -hmm. but they see my consistency in who I am and who he is in me. And that's how I try to use my platform to bring more light to him. But even in the industry that we work in, like TV, movie stuff, some of the senses can get kind of crazy. Mm -hmm. But we chose to let him be the light and in set, our lives and set the tones of what we what we would like to be around us. Like we come in and we we always tell each other we gotta set the atmosphere. Yeah. And we know the atmosphere, you know, we we want to come in with an atmosphere of peace, love, some unity. And so we set that atmosphere. And so if we're on a set, that's the atmosphere we say, okay, yeah. that's what it's going to be And then today. it start helping people and people will kind of join, mm -hmm. they will catch it. My new album is entitled Overcomer. And why it's Overcomer, because there's things that I've been dealing with over the past few years. And God is really helping me overcome, first of all, some fears, insecurities. And that's how Overcomer became the title. A little bit more about it is we, I have a song on there. It's entitled Help. I realized myself that it's okay to ask people for help. 
A lot of times we run from that. It's okay to get mental help. If you need to go sit down and talk to someone, it's okay. It doesn't make you bad. doesn't mean you're crazy. It just, you just need some another outlet to express yourself with. A lot of us need help, but we're afraid to ask for the help. And we all need a touch from the Lord. One song on there is like really fun. It's called Hello God, We're Talking to Him. Kind of like the thing that you do every day with, with, Jesus your, with Jesus Calling, that you take that time to just say hello, thank you, Lord, for this day that you've given me. Actually, Jesus Calling, I discovered it on a rack on tour. Like, you know how they have the little racks, like in the, oh, the, in the, like the, the, the gas stations? Yeah. They had some of the little small booklets there, and that was like the first that's introduction. That's right, that's right. Now, that's the right. second one, when I got some more books, was actually from, we've gotten some from, you know, our, our Christian bookstores, and then we were doing our book, and they were like, we got a whole bunch of stuff, so if y'all have some. book called so, Jesus Calling. Let's see what so it's like. I love that it's an easy read. It gives you enough, and it's encouraging to me because it gives you enough to just walk Sustain with the day, for the yeah. day. It's that time that you can spend with God to give God some time. I think one thing that we all should be praying for, I know, you know, and not to sound too deep, is just peace for our, this country. For our country. It's just like, it's a great divide. And so I'm just like, Lord, you know, when you encounter people, you, you kind of like, you kind of trying to figure out, oh, are you friend or foe? And it shouldn't be that way. So I'm just praying that we can all just unify, just somehow see each other as people and not skin color and not political affiliation. So it's just like, Lord, let's just uh, see each other as people and walk hand in hand. And we can sit down and have a conversation and then not become Okay, oh, you're that, you're that, you're affiliated with that party. Okay, I can't be friends with you. I'm praying for peace. Amen. If you'd like to see and hear Tamala and David and the ways they're bringing hope and joy to the world, you can catch David on The Tyler Perry Show, Assisted Living on BET. And you can find Tamala's new record, Overcomer, wherever you buy music. Stay tuned to our interview with Laura Story right after this brief message. During times of transition and unknown next steps, it's more important than ever to cling to the promises of God and to tune your ear to what Jesus has to say. Jesus Calling for Graduates is an encouraging compilation of 150 devotions from Sarah Young's brand. Grads will find topics such as discerning God's will, self-worth, trust, support, and much more. Jesus Calling for Graduates is perfect for both high school and college graduates as they embark on the next chapter. Look for a special custom edition of Jesus Calling for Graduates, available exclusively at faithgateway.com. Our next guest is contemporary Christian singer-songwriter Laura Story. Over the years, Laura realized that the concept of a normal life always felt unattainable and she was tired of grasping at straws when God created her for so much more. Hey, I'm Laura Story, and I am a wife and mom of four kids, a worship leader, and a writer. I was raised in the church, a fantastic big Baptist church downtown, and it's not just where I kind of learned about God, learned about the Bible. It's, it's actually where I started to grow musically. And 
it wasn't until college that, you know, the faith that I had, had been taught my whole life, that I kind of had the, that opportunity to, to make it my own and, and realizing, you know, very quickly uh, after starting college that uh, not everyone believed all of this and asking that question of, okay, do I believe this? I was living differently than I knew God had called me to live. And it's like when we give our lives to Christ, He really does make us new people. We get a new identity. And I was living differently than a child of God should live. And I felt that. And it was it was more tiring <laughs> because I just I felt like I wasn't I just wasn't living into who I really was. It was probably it was right after my freshman year that I went on a mission trip, and that's when God really got a hold of my heart, going to a different context and seeing the power of the gospel and kind of what that looks like in a world that had so much less as far as resources and things like that. I, I met so many believers who had like next to nothing, but they had Jesus and they were fine. And I thought, golly, that's that's the gospel. That's the gospel is like the, the things of this world will come and go. But what I have found, what I've discovered in, in the person of Christ, really, He's enough to sustain me whatever season, whatever happens. So at first, when when I feel like God really got a hold of my life and and kind of showed me that, that the rest of my life would be on mission for Him, you know, whether that was in church ministry or, you know, somewhere else, I, I would be spending the rest of my life um, talking about this this thing called the gospel that had so impacted me. But I had no idea how to do that through music. And so at first I kind of put music, <laughs> you know, on the back burner and then had some really, uh, really wise people say, hey, you know, you could actually use music to tell people about Jesus. <laughs> So I started, I guess, in Christian music as a string bass player. And, and so I was in a band called Siler's Bald, and I was with them for about five years. And we played college campuses and youth camps. And eventually I began to write more. And then it was about, I guess it's been 10 years now that I wrote the song Blessings. And that was when I kind of moved I remember uh, I kind of marked that season of my life as moving from the back of the stage to the front of the stage <laughs> reluctantly. I loved supporting on string bass. I loved writing songs that other people would record, but blessings was very much my story. I wasn't intending to sing that as a soloist in front of, you know, audiences for the next 10 years, but it was so, uh, so much of an intimate song that was specifically my story. And it was where God had me. It was what he was teaching me in that moment. And ultimately it, I'll tell you, it was the song that God knew that I needed to sing to myself for the next 10 years. Someone asked me, this was years ago. They asked, you know, if I was to take a picture of your ministry, would I see you in the middle of every picture? Would I see you front and center in every picture? And the truth is, is there are seasons where that's needed, where I need to be front and center. But hopefully my life, hopefully at this point in my life, I'm able to be on the sides of some of these pictures and maybe even like the person behind the camera at some point in time. I don't want to be the one that's always needing to be in the middle and, and needing to be the one that is 
is using my gifts. I, even right now, so I work at a church. I, I've been here 16 years and I'm, I'd say my role here, I still do like, I still do some worship leading on Sunday mornings, but for the most part, I've been able to move into a coaching role and it's, it can be humbling at times because I'm thinking, golly, that guy's doing way better than I ever did this. <laughs> Cause I'm still, I think I thought when I got to the point of coaching that I would be teaching. And I think I thought I'd be done learning, but that's been the neatest thing is learning from this next generation and yeah, things that I still need to know and so it's it's very much a kind of reciprocal role and and that that's kind of what makes it fun and beautiful whether you're ministering on a stage you know I think about the times that I you know on stage with casting crowns in front of 10,000 people and then I think about the days that I've spent at my church in a small like broom closet (laughs) sized room teaching a discipleship group to young moms who are barely hanging on. It's not like one is a greater calling than the other. It's just the season that God has me in and being content serving where God has me, whether it's in front of the masses or whether it's just to a handful of people. Again, exactly how Jesus did it. You know, there were times he's teaching to the masses. There's times that he's teaching just to the group of two or three and I always tell young songwriters who are asking me, how do I get my song out there? How do I get my name out there? All of that. I'm always saying, okay, now your job, don't seek to be famous, seek to be faithful and trust God with the scope of your ministry because he knows best, not us. You know, at the very beginning of the pandemic, I remember kind of like everyone else, you know, we we're at our house. I'm watching the news. We're trying to figure everything's getting canceled. Everything's crazy. And I realized it wasn't just that everything was crazy. It was that I was crazy. And I, was, I was just consumed by just the chaos. And it didn't take me very long to realize, you know, when you have four young kids watching you, it really affects how you walk through a season of life. Because with your kids, you realize, okay, my kids are going to remember a whole lot less about what happened in this season of life and a whole lot more about how I responded in this season of life. And so rather than kind of looking to the news or looking to social media or looking to the cancellation of every event that I had planned that year, rather than looking to that for stability, I began to look to God's word because this is not the first time that we have seen our lives be shaken in such a substantial way. It's not the first time the church has been shaken. It's not the first time that God has allowed a substantial shaking in our world. And one of the neat things that I began to see from the scriptures was that God is often calling people kind of to this unknown future. I think about Abraham. I think about Moses and Mary and Ruth, and I could could name person after person, and I began to study their stories. But the coolest thing that I saw, it's not just that God was calling them to something extraordinary and unprecedented. It was that he was beginning this unprecedented work by calling them away from that that was comfortable and that that was familiar. And it was like, it just struck me, God, what if you're allowing this unprecedented season 
for an unprecedented work that you're wanting to do through me. And it really shaped how I began to respond to all of it. I am seeing this departure of normal as an opportunity for me to kind of see, okay, what were the structures I was really leaning on in the first place? Because I would always tell you, you know, I'm a person of faith, whatever that means. And I'm, I'm, I'm great at being a person of faith until, you know, whatever chapter of my story actually requires faith. <laughs> I'm great at being a person of faith when I have like the whole blueprint in front of me. Or when I agree with the plan that God is kind of inviting me to join him on. I'd like to read a passage from Jesus Calling, dated April 15th. Trust me and don't be afraid. Many things feel out of control. Your routines are not running smoothly. You tend to feel more secure when life is predictable. Let me lead you to the rock that is higher than you in your circumstances. Take refuge in the shelter of my wings where you are absolutely secure. When you are shaken out of your comfortable routines, grip my hand tightly and look for growth opportunities. Instead of bemoaning the loss of your comfort, accept the challenge of something new. I lead you from glory to glory, making you fit for my kingdom. Say yes to the ways I work in your life. Trust me and don't be afraid. The thing that we're finding is that God didn't create us for normal. He didn't create us for average. He didn't create us for these manageable, self-sufficient lives. He created us for extraordinary lives that are completely and utterly dependent upon Him. You know, being a person of faith. It's that we're not always getting it right, we're not always understanding it, but we're hanging in there because we truly are connected to a God who is greater than all of this. Through the person of Jesus, the world can fall apart and we can still be held because we believe our God holds the world. To learn more about Laura, please visit laurastorymusic.com and check out her book, So Long Normal, Living and Loving the Free Fall of Faith at your favorite retailer. If you'd like to hear more stories about reflecting the image of our creator, check out our interview with Alex Seeley. Next time on the Jesus Calling Podcast, we'll hear from author, speaker, and blind community advocate, Kristen Smedley who shares the story of how she overcame hard feelings toward God when her son became blind. I was raised in a firm foundation of faith and and that God is good and He wants good things for you in this world. And I thought to myself, what kind of a God does this? This is hard and it's, I mean, honestly, I thought it's mean. I mean, I'm looking at this perfect little person and all of my hopes and dreams for him I spent three years, the next three years, walking away from my faith because I just could not get my head around a God that would do something like this. Want to hear more inspirational stories of people who have been changed by a closer walk with God? Then subscribe today to the Jesus Calling Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And please be sure to leave a review, which helps us reach and inspire others with these stories. Plus, if you like seeing our guests as well as hearing them, you can find video interviews available on our YouTube channel at youtube.com Jesus Calling Book on Facebook and on the Jesus Calling Instagram page.